You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello guys, it's AJ. Hello, this is Chris. And we want to welcome you to our first episode of the 2019. Yay! Well, why don't we start with letting them know how what our viewer or listening, not viewer count, but... Yeah, the listeners count. The listeners count. We reached over 5,000 before the end of the year. 5,000 listeners, so thank you so much for, for listening. It's It feels like we really we really haven't been on that long, but it's, it's weird because some days it feels like we've been doing this for a long time, other days it feels like we just got started. So, but it, it, it was, it's been great. I think the last couple of months doing this has been really wonderful. Yeah, I think it's been about five months since we've been uh, on air. Since we've been podcasting, it's been really fun, and we took a little break for the holidays and um, got to spend time with our family, and we kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit more. I I know that we have a holiday survival guide where we talked about uh, trying to spend time with both of our families during Thanksgiving. Things that you can maybe plan for in the future, what worked for us, what didn't work for us during the Thanksgiving break. And we actually implementing some things that we talked about in that in that show. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back, listen to it, and then come back to this so you can um, you know, know what we're talking about. But basically, we during the Thanksgiving, it didn't work out quite as well as we had hoped as far as having good quality time with our families. So during the Christmas break and New Year's, we implemented some of the things that we discussed that didn't work um, last time, and we so we changed them. We planned out things differently, and uh, one of the main things was um, that we were going to be spending one day with each family, one whole day, instead of trying to split a day into two into halves and going with both families that same day. Uh, we spent one whole day with my family, which was Christmas Eve, and then that night we drove over to Ajani's house um, and spent the Christmas day with his family. We ended up spending the day after that, too, just because we didn't want to drive back home that evening. But uh, that worked out a lot nicer. And the other thing that we sort of noticed that helped with bonding of families was some of the activities that we did. You want to discuss those? Well, my dad had us go around the room and talk about our first, uh, well, not our first Christmas, but a Christmas that we recalled um, that was really special to us. And he told us that every Christmas, because he grew up in a poor household, they would get a orange, um, an orange and uh, <laughs> an apple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he also got like a BB gun. Um, or it's like one of those little play guns or something, but mm-hmm. I just thought it was extraordinary that he, an, an orange and an apple got him excited about that day, but it was just to have something, you know, Christmas 
it, it I guess it doesn't matter really what you get just as long as it's something uh that that you're receiving something that shows that people care about you like this Christmas I made everyone in my family some arts and crafts uh because I haven't been working I don't have a lot of money but I really enjoy making things and they really seem to appreciate that uh so we went around the the room and we talked about a Christmas that we really remembered, a gift that we really remembered. And mine was when my dad got us Game Boy Colors because <laughs> that was huge. You know, I was like, I have a Game Boy Color. <laughs> it's a Game Boy, but it has color. <laughs> eight, eight bit gaming systems. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, was, that was huge. <laughs> I could play Pokemon and actually see the colors of the Pokemon. <laughs> like that was, that was great. Um, but that was a really great, Christmas we spent Christmas Eve with Chris's family and we got to um eat over there really good food and share it with our brother brother-in-law mm-hmm. our brother-in-law's family also oh yeah <laughs> I forgot about that yeah my my sister's husband's uh grandparents and his sister came over and had dinner with us the other thing that I really enjoyed that we did an at my family's house was that we were playing um what was it though oh trivia crack? trivia crack <laughs> yeah so during the downtime when everyone was cooking uh everyone when, when my mom yeah when was everyone was, yeah well, when my yeah. mom was nobody else was cooking when all the other people were cooking for us oh. <laughs> we yeah, lazy we were, kids we were sitting around the table <laughs> We were talking a little bit, and then at one point, we just decided to all play trivia crack. So Ajani and I was on a team, and we were playing against my my sister and her husband. And that was really nice. Um, You know, having those little conversations in between turns. team building exercise. And I think that made you feel a little bit more uh, comfortable with being in, you know, with my family, feeling more comfortable being around them. I think you mentioned at some point that also you've sort of felt a little bit closer, like you were making a closer connection with with Francis and, and his her husband. Um, and I think that really does help um, playing these games, board games, things like that. And I, I think that's something that I would like us to implement more when we have these family, small family gatherings. Even if it's not for the holidays, if we go visit something, we should always take a board game and just have a night where we play games. Well, Chris, last... Okay, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm just saying last Thanksgiving, we wanted to play Taboo, <laughs> and you wanted to leave early because you wanted well, to be with your family. Yes, but that was, because, <laughs> that was because we had already spent the whole day at your family. We're just not, let's, you know, let's just not, we're not going to rehash that, okay? We're this moving forward. Po- this is a positive New podcast. year, we learn from our mistakes. But I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> no. I'm big, you're little. <laughs> There's nothing no. you can do well, about it. And that's what's great, is that, you know, we are looking back, seeing what worked and what didn't work. And we're going to implement them moving forward. And I think that's the best yeah, way it, for everybody to take into account what, what happened in the past. Yeah, splitting those days up where Christmas Eve was with Chris's family and then Christmas was with mine was really nice. And at my family's house, we played Taboo. And that was a great way to bring everyone together mm-hmm. and let everyone participate. You forgot about that too, Yeah, no, I didn't forget. I just remember. Oh my gosh. And the you need too, a memory The other thing Christmas. too is that we have, there is another person in, in your, your family side that is uh, introvert and that is also has, uh, deals with mental illness. So I think it also helped, 
you could even we could we both saw well, that actually it, actually a extrovert but well yeah sorry with, yeah but deals she, with mental illness they are and, an, they are an extrovert but has mental illness so when when we're together as a whole family unit uh this person feels a little bit left out sometimes or there's like you know there's like well, what you say how you feel you have anxiety and i think i almost compared uh this person almost sorts of i see reacts the same way that you reacted the same way to my family when we were getting when you were getting to know them well it's also difficult when people in your family don't really know how to empathize with people mm-hmm. that have mental illness or don't really or like, even I, how to approach it yeah i'm i'm very empathetic to those things i i want people that feel like me that are very sensitive or have a mental illness or are struggling with something to feel included and to feel you know at ease and that's why you know i try to give extra love at those times you know it doesn't well, really matter if you're an extrovert or introvert sometimes that mental illness can sneak up and make you think that you're less than yeah. and but I, also i don't think it's it's necessarily that people aren't empathetic or that they don't want to make you feel uh welcome and and loved and, and give you all those nice feelings i think sometimes people are just afraid to approach a certain the subject a certain way because they're afraid to say something wrong or maybe they just don't know how to approach the person you know because they don't want them to feel bad so they're like i don't want to say anything that's going to trigger or make you feel bad and then they end up you know doing that in um inadvertently because they're excluding someone even though they don't know that they're excluding someone you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think it's a combination but i think games really does help a lot in and bringing people together making people feel more comfortable well yeah if you're either if you're introvert or extrovert especially if you're introvert and you don't have a lot to talk about with people oh yeah (laughs) because uh we just came back from a king's day party at uh one of chris's friend's house and we were just we were were in the corner (laughs) yeah we were kind of in the corner (laughs) on our phones or you know we were kind of talking to everyone and greeting them when they came in and stuff but games force you to get out of your comfort zone and force you to get onto teams. And it just feels really good when you're laughing about something that everyone is laughing. Everyone's in on the joke. So it's always good to have that. Yeah, that is a really good thing. It's always good to have games around. So that that's something that we need to, we need to uh, always have a board game or you don't even have to have a board game. I mean, there's there's, a lot of apps. Yeah. There's so many free apps and, and if the app costs money, you can go to different websites, like there are websites that have taboo, and you can just get a timer on your phone and just go to the website and look up different words. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of free games and things that you can do with other people. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's that's great. I think we, we definitely will implement that more this year. Um and I think, you know, a lot of people should try that if if they don't already do. More games. Um, now, the other thing that we were going to talk about is the New Year's uh, holiday break. This year, we did a little bit something different. Um, this is our first year that we went and traveled for New Year's. Mm-hmm. So we went, uh, we accompanied your sister and, and our little, little one, Trey, I guess we can say his mm-hmm. name. <laughs> um, so Jamila and Trey. Hi, Jamila. Hi, Trey. <laughs> and so we went with them to Savannah, Georgia, and we spent uh, New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day down there. And that was uh, something very different, I think, especially for you. 
That was your first time going to dance with Savannah. Yeah, it? that was my first time. Yeah. I'm usually afraid to go there because I know there's a lot of extroverts, a lot of drinking, a lot of <laughs> things that I probably don't want to do. And I just probably want to stay in the hotel room. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and were there a lot of those people? Hmm? And were there a lot of those people there? Yeah. There are, yeah, yeah, of course. It's New Year's <laughs> Eve. Um, but it, it was, I think you had a good time. I, I noticed that you um, had a good time. You were, for the most part, pretty relaxed and like you were enjoying. I think there was a few er- times when... Well, most you... of the time I was drinking. So, yes, I was very... Alcohol maybe helps a little bit. I was very bit. relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> but, and you also took your medicine. You mm-hmm. did take medicine to help with your anxiety. So, you know... All oh, those... great, Chris. Now we're letting them know I drink and I take my medicine at the same time. <laughs> Thanks a well, lot. Well, you took your medicine before <laughs> and then you had a little alcohol. So, it's, it's okay. Fine. It's fine. It's okay. Just a little bit is fine. <laughs> Just don't, don't overdo it. Um, but one of the things that I felt like really helped out was having Trey around and as we discussed a little bit earlier is that I think maybe having Trey or somebody else or something else that you can put your focus on helps you with your anxiety in those situations um, we both were handing Trey back and forth towards each other and I think even inadvertently it was our coping mechanism because I'm I'm a bit of an extrovert as well I don't mind being out in public settings and some some if I'm with somebody that I know, like you and Jamila, I'm perfectly fine. But sometimes I do have a little bit of anxiety when I, it starts getting overcrowded and the noise level starts getting to a certain point. Then I, I do feel anxiety and I feel like I need to step away from that environment. But um, having Trey also, I, I think, helped both of us focus on something else as opposed to everything else that was going around us all yeah, the people i mean and, and what people were you know maybe trey was definitely uh one of my safety um safety nets, nets. <laughs> because you know i could kind of talk to him he's like two years old so i can talk to him and you know, people can be looking at me. It's like, I'm not crazy. I'm just talking to a baby, you know. <laughs> and the <laughs> or, other thing, too, is... Or I can hold him, you know. People so. usually respond well to babies. When there's a baby around and you're holding it, they smile at you. Yeah. And they say hi. Whereas, opposed to if you're just standing by yourselves, most people don't smile and say or say hi or anything. They just look at you like, I don't know. They just It just feels like they look at you differently. Yeah. <laughs> So, like oh i think that so maybe you know if you are traveling if you have a friend that can be you know a substitute for the baby <laughs> and someone that you can focus your attention on or become a foster parent and just get two-year-olds one or two-year-olds and then take them out <laughs> with you and... traveling buddies <laughs> yeah so that was really nice we we went on the one of those cruise the cruise liners that was there. Yeah, the riverboat. The riverboat, yeah. And we so a we lot took... of people, but um it was still very enjoyable. Yeah, when we went to the deck, the top deck, and that's why I was like so glad it, and that's how I know that, you know, being with you and Jamila and Trey was a lot better for me because if I was there by myself or with somebody who I didn't know very well, going up to an area like that where it's very open and people are already in groups that makes me feel so excluded and like I'm out of place that, you know, just we walked around a little bit trying to search for a place to sit, but just having, knowing that somebody was there 
that I felt part of a group of, with somebody else. And even the place that we sat, like we sat across from somebody like staring directly at us. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, look to my left, look to my right, look at all the sights, yeah. you know, look at the sky, look at the baby, look at my sister, talk to Chris, you know. But yeah, whew, I'm glad I wasn't there alone because I would be going crazy. Like, get me off of this thing. <laughs> and the, the, and yeah, being in an open space, I think also helped. Seeing that we were moving, the the place was continuously changing. So we had different areas to focus our attention on. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of that helped a lot, I think. Um, What else did we do? So after the boat trip, we We went went to the restaurant to restaurant to eat and have some more alcohol. And then we had to rush over to a parking space because we only put... um, Of course, we were timed. We parked quite a bit away. I think it was about... Um, probably six or eight blocks away. Mm. It was quite a walk. It was like a 15 minute walk. And, um, of course you guys were out of shape and I had to keep <laughs> practically dragging. Excuse me. <laughs> My legs were burning. Like I was just like, I'm not used to this. I come from the city. I okay? really enjoyed that part. That was one of my favorite parts. I love walking around in like, especially um, Savannah, that area with all the beautiful buildings and the architecture yeah, and that the Yeah, that would be really nice if we were riding around in a car <laughs> or no. if we were in a boat. The best part is walking <laughs> because, you know, you're walking through Somebody the Somebody was carrying me, you know, something. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I, I was carrying Trey, of course. Um, Nobody was carrying me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that was one of my favorite parts. I love doing that. And um, just... Walking through those old, old, the way that I look at it is like I'm envisioning myself, man, you know, it's a, I, it's, for me, it's almost like I'm walking through time. I'm envisioning myself walking through like the 19th century, you know, 19, um, yeah, 19th, 20th century Savannah and like what it would be like. <laughs> and oftentimes, especially when visiting historic places, I kind of try to project myself into those time periods when it was created. Yeah, I like doing that on a VR headset, you know, where I'm <laughs> sitting down and I can just turn around and move the controller. Like, that sounds fun. I like to, see, that's the I like to be active. <laughs> I like to walk. So, but that was nice. And it I was is. really surprised that you guys walked all the way over there. <laughs> um, but in, so then we went back to the hotel. Yeah, we stayed in a really nice hotel. Um, my four sister got star hotel. Yeah, four star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took. <laughs> We were supposed to go down to get some, uh, there was a wine, what was it, wine hour or something? Yeah, free wine. Free wine, but um, we ended up falling asleep. Because so the bed we, was really comfortable. And <laughs> we missed that. I was tired of walking. <laughs> I think that really helped us, you know, kind of recharge from the whole day. Yeah, my sister is a big extrovert. So she's like, I'm going to go get my wine. Y'all watch the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so she went down. She talked to a couple of people. It just amazes me how extroverts can do that. Just be on their yeah. own and go places. And then just, she loves to travel. She would have traveled to Savannah without us. She just asked us to come along. But she would have gone without us just with her. Her baby and probably made friends built up her facebook some more <laughs> i think she's one of those people that have has like the maximum amount of people on their facebook and you know has to have a second profile to add more but yeah. I, I don't have that kind of, i have like 50 people See, on mine I, like i don't mind <laughs> doing some of these extrovert activities 
as long as I have somebody, as long as I have the ex extrovert with me, if somebody can guide me, if I can just follow in the footsteps of somebody, I'm like, okay, I can do that because I can just follow in their shadow, you know? And it, it was really helpful also because Jamila can understand when, you know, that I have special needs. She'll be like, Ajani, do you need a break? You know, mm -hmm. and it can get kind of annoying when people ask you that a lot. But I understood that it was coming from a place of love. And sometimes I did want to, you know, just stay in or not go out. And she would just ask me, you know, are you sure you're OK? You have, you know, just like she told me before, you have to speak up and let other people know what you want to do. Otherwise, you're just going to be a follower. You know, you're just going to be following what they want to do. Yeah, I, that was... I'm thinking that's when we, so after we got to the hotel, we rested, then we went out for dinner. Uh, we were staying just down the street from the main area. So from the Bay, what is it called? The Bay Area. I don't know what it's called. Um, and so we walked down to get dinner. We made reservations. And then afterwards, um, she was thinking of maybe going to, so there was a festival going on, of course, just like, you know, New Year's. So a lot of activities, a lot of music and people. So she she wanted to walk around a little bit and, you know, just be out until New Year's um, came about. But that was, I think we left the restaurant around 8. So we still had four hours to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when she asked you if you wanted to go. And you were kind of hesitant, but finally you're like, yeah, let, let's go back to the hotel and rest. Um, yeah, that was always the thing. I think I've talked about this before, but that was always the thing that would happen when we were growing up. You know, I my dad would always make us do stuff and I would feel like I was getting anxiety attack or feel kind of weird out of my body and stuff and he would make everyone you know blame me for having to go home and be like oh we gotta go home because Ashley's not feeling good again you know but she never does that it's just important that when when you're with somebody who's introverted or deals with anxiety that you understand that they want to do these things but they just need you know, some downtime or just some time to rest. And really, it, for me, it was about being with my husband and my sister and my nephew and then and just enjoying the time with them. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really worried about all the other people, you know, you well, know. Did you enjoy looking at the scenery? Yeah, I enjoyed being on the boat and looking at all the, the buildings and listening to the history and the walking was other than the burning of my legs, um, <laughs> was nice. It was great to, you know, be out of the house and, you know, just feel like exploring I'm, I'm doing, area. yeah, just doing something. So I that really, was really like nice. that, exploring new areas. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I like that. Maybe next time let's do it on bikes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like bikes. Oh, yeah. We have three bikes at home. You should ask um, Ajani how many times he's used them in the past year and a half. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> send gonna... a comment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, but what was the? So we went back to the hotel. We ended up staying there for New Year's because we were really lucky, and we were right across the street from where the fireworks were being set off. So we just went out to the little, uh, to our balcony um, window, and we were just looking. <laughs> Perfect for introverts. She's like, I can see the fireworks. I don't have to be around all we the people. We turned on the TV. We were watching, I think, Anderson. I don't know who we were watching. We were watching somebody on TV. And then uh, we realized that the fireworks were going off right outside the window. So it was quite the perfect evening. Um, so, you, you know, we talked about, um, did you want to say anything about some of the other 
things that helped you? How did you prepare for this trip? Did you prepare any mentally before we went? Yes, because my sister kept asking me, are you sure you want to go? Are you <laughs> sure you want to go? Are you sure you want to go? Because she, you know, like I said, it can get kind of annoying, but I understand that she's just trying to make sure that that's, that's exactly what I want to do. And I'm just not agreeing yeah. with her because I'm just trying to make everyone happy because that's what I, I tend to do. Just try to make everyone else happy and not think about myself. And I'd be like, yes, I, I want because Chris was talking about he wanted to spend time with his friends and stay here. And he wanted me to go with my sister alone. And that made me kind of sad because I wanted to spend New Year's with him. And he didn't want to spend it with me. Uh, so, <laughs> but no, he wanted to stay with his friends. And so that made me kind of sad, but I would have still gone um, with my sister. I'm glad, I'm glad you came though. But uh, I just had to make sure I had my anti-anxiety medicine and, and didn't really go out too much leading up to the days um to go into Savannah because I didn't want to get too exhausted and just recharging my, my battery for 48 hours <laughs> so that I could just muster up the strength to be out there. That is something that's sort of hard to, I guess, um, maneuver or navigate is when, so say for your sake for this time, you know, she was asking you multiple times whether you were sure you wanted to go. And I think for people like us who are, you know, don't have the same uh, illnesses, uh, mental illness, where we or anxiety. Um, we want to make sure that you have a good time. You know, we want you to have these experiences because we like them, and I think, you know, we would want to have those experiences with you, and we felt like you would like them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we don't want to make you do something that you absolutely don't want to do. At that same time, on the flip side, we also don't want to. We, I think, you know, I can speak for both of us that we don't want to, we don't want you to skip out on something that you would enjoy doing just because of a fear of maybe not feeling well, you know? And I think that's where not only asking somebody who has you know, a mental illness or has BPD or anxi social anxiety, you know, to ask them how comfortable they are in doing these social activities, but also being mindful throughout the activity itself. Um, you know, and a lot of times is more of nonverbal cues that a lot of people give off. You know, if they are sticking to a corner, if yeah, they're start looking getting down, quiet. if they start getting quiet, if you're checking on your phone the whole time, if you're not making eye contact, if you're not talking a lot, all those are verbal cues that says, I am not comfortable I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes you don't say anything until you're prompted to say something, you know? Um, but, and it's tough because at the same time you're like, oh, I really want to do this. I want to be here. Um, you know, and you, and you, you wish that there was something we could do to help you feel more comfortable there. But sometimes you just can't do that. Uh, and I think as we discussed earlier in certain situations, it does help having Trey having a baby or having something or somebody else that you can direct your focus on so that you're not too bogged down by everything else that's going on you just need to have a support system is yeah. what I've learned because it's it's much harder to do it alone and to try to do something with without that support but having people that understand and you can tell the truth to and be honest you have to be honest with them and communicate 
And if you can do that with people and they respect you, they're not going to vilify you or make you feel like you're ruining their vacation or you're ruining their time. Right. They'll be understanding and say, because just like my sister did with the wine time, she'd be like, okay, you can stay here. I'm going to go down and enjoy it myself. And that was perfectly okay. It didn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she got to do what she wanted to do. I got to do what I wanted to do. And then I was recharged to go out for the next activity. So it's just about understanding, understanding your friends, understanding your family and being empathetic, you know, just, you know. Being mindful. It's yeah. not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think we are down to the last topic here. New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions, yes. So we we sort of have a rough draft. We, uh, we're we going to do a, a list, a physical list. A we vision just, board, I thought you said. A vision board, yes. So, because we, Chris needs to see it to believe well, it. I think I think that is a very good um, practice to have to see something, you know, like what people say, out of sight, out of mind, and so that works with vision boards. Okay, Chris. <laughs> the opposite is also true. When you see it every day, it's right there in front of you. So yes, we will be doing vision boards. So maybe we'll discuss this a little bit more uh, later in another episode. But rough draft or rough, yeah. What's the rough draft for your vision for your goals this year? Well, I'm I I know that I want to publish a a poetry book or get published and that's that's a lot of anxiety because I'm I go back and forth between do I want to self-publish, do I want to submit my stuff to a company or do I want to just submit one one or two poems to like contest so, but I, I know I want to get published this year and that I, I want to try to get out of the house more, uh, try to find a, a part-time job that can kind of get me out of the house. I'm waiting until we move to our new house next month and try to get a part-time job, uh, find some way I can maybe walk around the neighborhood once a week uh, <laughs> or just <laughs> just something, you know, just change up my routine because what I've been doing hasn't been working and I just don't feel as fulfilled with my life. But those are just my two things right now, just getting out of the house and trying to get published because well, I have the book ready. I just need to that's what I'm get saying. it out there. You, you have half of the work already done. Uh, and I thought that was photos. I thought that was the hardest part. <laughs> I thought the hardest part was actually creating the content, but yeah, it's not. No. The hardest part is trying to find somebody I mean, who wants your hard. content. It's all hard, right? It's all hard. Because, <laughs> Do you want this? Do you want uh, this? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we just have to go back to J.K. Rowling. How many times she submitted before she got a yes? I am so tired of hearing about <laughs> J.K. Rowling and how we she love was on you, J.K. She was on welfare, and then in case we hear this, we love you. Don't listen to him. You're an inspiration to all of us why can't will she publish my stuff then i'd be like you've got to understand jk we can send her a tweet let's send her a tweet okay Uh, (laughs) so that that was one of your resolutions the for me i would like to uh one of my resolutions is to create art this year i've been away i haven't created personal art in a really long time and I remember, especially with Facebook, every once in a while, bringing up posts, old posts. And so um, a couple, three years ago, I did a self-portrait series 
so I did a self-portrait each day for a whole year. And so every now, every once in a while, Facebook will bring up one of those old posts. And I was like, oh, I miss being creative or some other art posts that I would make. So that's definitely one of my year's resolutions, create art. Uh, the other one would be to also get back into photography. And um, I used to have photography was my side business. I wanted to get back into that a little bit more. That I've sort of let that go the sideways as well. But you've been doing it. You've been doing some jobs, but you just yeah, want to focus in just, on a, a little bit more. I want. I do want to do a little bit more work. Yeah, I think that would also help with my creativity moving forward. Um, the other resolution that we have is increasing our listening audience. So we just closed out the year with over five thousand, a little over five thousand listeners. So that's great. Um, we would like to, of course, see that triple or quadruple within the next couple of months. I think we can do that. What do you think? I think that's a good... I mean, hold your horses. <laughs> I mean, let's just... Well, you know, our I'm... goal is to have increase it by 1,000 listeners each month. Well, my thing... I think thing, that's very doable. My thing was when we had 50 listens, you know, or 100 listens, I was just like, nobody's listening. Nobody cares. And that was really hard on my my mental health because I was trying something and I felt like I was automatically failing at it, mm-hmm. you know, because you, um, I guess that's the thing with BPD, you just want to succeed at, at something that you're trying like the first time. And you'll hear a lot of people say that on their podcast, they have, you know, sponsors and they get paid lots of money and they put out one episode and 10,000 people listen to it. And you just kind of measure yourself up to other people, but you know, I got to a point where I was just happy putting out the episodes because it made me happy to give back and to hear from other people. So I'm I'm really happy with 5,000 and I don't really have a benchmark number, but it's good to set goals because then it helps you to try a little bit harder. Yeah, it motivates you to keep going. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, create an episode another episode another episode but i think knowing that we're this close to reaching our goal for the month i think will really motivate us so um those are just you know a few of our resolutions that we had this year there's of course a couple of plans we're going to be moving into our new home we're going to be getting a new home this year so there's a just so much and that's why i want to write it down because i want to be able to see it all perfectly spaced out with the appropriate spacing and everything organized and pretty, I think that would really help us. He's so, putting, you can't see it right now, but he's putting his hands out and painting in the air. <laughs> this is how it's going to look. I'm a, I'm a visual artist. I need something visual. Okay, Chris, so, we need to close down this episode uh, because I need to go back to watching the Golden yes, Globes. I'm uh, missing it right now. That's important. All right. Well, um, how am I so going to live my life? That was sort of. I got to see if Lady Gaga wins. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this was just a, a kind of cap, uh, a cap a capstone. I don't know what you call it. Um, not a regular episode, I guess. More of a catching up episode. I feel like it was a, a review, it was end a, of year review, sort of. I felt like it was a regular episode. <laughs> okay, well, well, every Sunday we'll have a, a regular episode. I guess yeah. it's just the catch up one. But this is our catch up one. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've been on the air. So, anyways. I think this is a good place to stop. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to hear from you. Uh, send us a message 
If you if there's a topic that you'd like us to discuss, if you have any questions, feel free to message us via you know Facebook or our website, borderlineidealist.com, and we'll be happy to hear from you. And my birthday is January 10th. Oh, yeah. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to tell me happy birthday, you know, um, shout out Capricorn. Um, (laughs) But I can't can't wait for my birthday to roll around. I'll be 31 years old. We'll do a special episode for Ajani's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So from Borderline Idealist is AJ. This is Chris. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.